Hey everybody, Matt and Dara here, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the He Said, We Said podcast. If you're listening, you can't see the awesomeness in our hands, which is the, the chosen 40 Days with Jesus devotional. Uh, which we go through. We're going through this every week. And uh, and so uh, we would encourage you. We're not affiliated with The Chosen, but we love the series. So mm-hmm. please download the app. Check it out. We think you'll love it. Um, you could also watch it on YouTube. Uh, but just download the app. It's in there. And uh, if you like it, give, share it, uh, help other people encounter it. So yes. here's what we do when we're doing this devotional on the podcast. Uh, there's like two little, two and a half little pages to read and a couple questions at the end. Um, we read through it. We would encourage you pause it at any time you want to have conversation with the people that you're listening with. Uh, when we get to the questions, if you're, if you're listening by yourself or with someone else, pause it, wrestle with them. Uh, it'll be a great way to strengthen yourself Absolutely. in your knowledge of God. So uh, today we're going to talk about something that's pretty like a pretty big deal going on in everyone's lives right now. Uh, in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In general. But especially with pandemic stuff going on and places being closed and people being out of work. And, uh, and today's topic is worry. Uh, that's day 19 of this devotional. So uh, let's get started. It starts with a verse uh, from Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 and 34. And this is from the New International Version translation. It says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting because Matthew 6.33 is my life verse. Mm-hmm. I, love <laughs> I love today. It was also the verse that the Rock Church was built on because that was PJ's dad's verse. Oh. He basically put it, seek God first and all of your stuff will be handled. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, today's devotional says this, trouble each day has plenty of it and tomorrow will usher in more. That part of the teaching, uh, the disciples has uh, had no problem accepting. It was the do not worry part that proved trickier. In fact, the entirety of their ministry would be spent trying to understand Jesus' triumph over every kind of trouble. Jesus could have kicked off his signs and wonders with a parting of the Red Sea caliber miracle. Instead, he chose a simpler approach. He changed water into wine because it ran out. It was a relatively minor problem Jesus was asked to solve. Mm -hmm. His mother was anxious on behalf of the wedding host and wanted him to step in, so he did. Which means it was during a party that Jesus chose to reveal his glory to his disciples for the first time. It was the public debut of triumph over trouble. In doing so, Jesus demonstrated that nothing is inconsequential. Every predicament is an opportunity for divine intervention and continued celebration. We too tend to to worry about issues large and small, and Jesus cares about each one, especially because of the opportunity they present. But we have to do our part. Like Mary, we have to ask, even with seemingly small matters. Otherwise, we'll read verses about not worrying and worry even more about our inability to cease worrying. Ain't that a fact? <laughs> Rather than seeking and asking so that Jesus can prove himself triumphant. Perhaps that's why he honored his mother's request. The simplicity of it represents so many kingdom principles. For example, it takes faith to surrender our worries and trade them in for kingdom seeking and Jesus trusting. When we do, he goes to work on our behalf. Of course, that doesn't mean he's literally going to turn water into wine. I mean, he could, but... 
Uh, But he's going to always do the spiritual equivalent, working things out for the good of those who love him. And that's a quote from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Trust him with the little things, and he'll prove time and time again that you can trust him with everything. i got to stop on that, though, before we go further. I love that it says trust him with the little things, Mm -hmm. and you can trust him in everything, because it really speaks to how, you know, Scripture tells us if you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. Exactly. And we're to emulate Jesus. Yes. A lot of people, we we talk about, like the Bible's this guide, right? Like mm-hmm. it's our God, it's our God, and we're told be faithful, little, and 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 then uh, you know God could tell you'll be faithful with much. But I love that the pair, the 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 paraphrase that or the 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 parallel line they drew here with like us remembering we're not asked to do things that God hasn't exampled. Mm-hmm. So Jesus can be trusted with little, yep. so we can trust him with the big. Uh, that's pretty cool. Also interesting. Tend to go to God for the big stuff, but not the little stuff. And it's just a good reminder, like, if I can trust him with the big, why am I not trusting him with the little? Mm -hmm. But I digress. Uh, And don't worry about whether or not uh, you have the ability to cease worrying. You don't. That's the point. Your job is to seek Jesus and his righteousness. His response will be to reveal more of his glory. And the outcome will be your refreshed and increased faith. And miraculously... A whole lot less worrying. Mm -hmm. So let's take a moment to pray. If you're driving, uh, keep your eyes open and drive. God can hear you with your eyes open. Uh, (laughs) We'll conquer that myth right now that your head has to be bowed. Uh, But let's pray together before we go into the questions. So, uh, God, we ask you right now to, to quote unquote, right size our fears and expectations so that you can see our struggles, uh, so that we can see our struggles the way you see them. God, help us to see our struggles as opportunities that you can always help us to learn from. Help us to see our struggles as an opportunity for more faith in you. And uh, God, please give us the peace that we need during those struggling times because of us seeking you, Lord. Help us to realize we can always find that center and that peace in the struggles by seeking you. It's in Jesus' name we just lift these prayers up amen amen Ooh. so moving forward <laughs> uh moving forward these are the questions part so if you're uh if you're driving in your car uh feel free to not pause it and not take your eyes off the road uh but we hope you're listening to this with your spouse or uh maybe some friends getting together and hopefully you guys will talk about it and pause so um here's a question do you struggle with anxiety do you struggle with anxiety babe not anymore okay i used to well, what things do you tend to worry about most and why when you worry? That's the funny thing is I, and you know this about me, mm-hmm. I actually don't worry too often. Um, but when you do, what is it? That- it's usually your health. <laughs> for those that don't know, that's because for reasons known only to God, uh, in the past year, uh, I in May, because I didn't take care of myself, I was in the hospital for a blood pressure issue. In September, the last day of our honeymoon, uh, I my body decided to develop a nice blood clot in my lung. And then two weeks, three weeks ago, my appendix decided to get infected and have to be taken out in emergency surgery. So that's worryable. <laughs> And really, the only time I really genuinely worried was when you were in the hospital um, during our honeymoon, right after the wedding. Because, I mean, that was a life-threatening thing. Yeah. And we, it needed to go away. But as a rule, I don't worry. You, I give it to God, and I have to trust that was the right choice to make. And then I have to trust he's going to do his thing. Um, like the day I got laid off, my first 
instinct was to call you and pray. Um, I could have stopped and worried. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't have done any good. I had to pray because that was all I have. And that being all I have is still powerful. And... I, yeah, I'll tell you, though, uh, I, it doesn't stop me from worrying. And I really love the way the devotional writer said it. Like, we ask God to help us not worry. But but it doesn't really, we're not going to stop. It doesn't mean we're not going to have moments moments of worry. But but what I've learned, too, is is when the worry starts, I, I know where to take it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah, it, it cause transforms I mean, it from a worry to almost a peaceful, like, okay, I don't have the control. So, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, I think too, like, and, and, and it was, I think so well pointed out here. A lot of times we think like, well, once you're following Jesus, like, and you take your worry to him, all of a sudden the worry's gone. I I don't, for some people or sometimes for me, that is the case, but the majority of the time it doesn't remove the recognition that, that there's a problem that's still going on. It doesn't remove the reality that I don't know the solution mm-hmm. or how it's going to get worked out. So the, the, it's not that the worry itself, uh, for me, it's not that it vanishes as much as it is like I have peace in 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 the fact that I know uh, no matter what, God's got me, mm-hmm. right? So even if the situation ends up crummy, God's going to work something out uh, in, in a way that, that's going to still help me fulfill uh the plans he's got for me and 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 with that i just trust that the plans he's got for me are good right Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have plans for evil so it's not that i go oh gosh like this financial worry that's coming up is all of a sudden gone i mean there's still nervousness and and things that you know i'm just like oh i don't like this situation or whatever but it's like but god i know you're doing something behind the scenes even if i don't see what it is so i'm gonna find peace in that yeah, and see, and there's where I would go and discuss the word, the word choice of using the word worry, because um, Jesus says, once you don't worry about tomorrow, it worrying mm-hmm. is a conscious action to me, yeah, and that's, no, that's why true. I view it a little bit differently. Is once I give it to him, I'm not taking it back for anything. No. I'm not. It doesn't mean the situation's gone away. It means that any concern. That it's going to go the wrong way is now removed. Because I've given it to God in prayer. I trust that his will is right. I trust what his plans are. I trust that I'm going to hear his voice and receive his wisdom over the situation. I will be obedient. And if I'm not, then he's going to continue to work on me until I am. So it's, and I think I've told you this before, it's, I wouldn't be the disciples in the boat when they were in the boat with the storm saying, Jesus, Jesus, we're going to die. I'd be the one taking the nap with Jesus because Jesus says I can get in the boat and I'm going to the other side. So the trip itself is irrelevant. It's what he says for me to do. Well, and I think, A, I love that you're at that point, right? Uh, And I think it's a a big thing to realize, though, that it takes a while to get there. Yes. Well, it, it takes a leap of faith to get there. Right. But so as pe- if people are listening, they're like, I don't have faith like that. Like, what the heck, man? It's like, you know, even Peter, who he chose to build, the you know, his church on, right? The rock I'm going to build. Even Peter, who who people look at as like a hero of faith, mm-hmm. uh, denied Jesus three times because he was worried he would end up on a cross next to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Even Peter 
was like, uh, if that's you, uh, tell me to walk on the water yes. and I will. And then he did and he got worried out on the water. Yes. So so for people listening, I think there's two, uh, two, two different uh, elements to worry that you and I are d- talking about. They're two very different things. I'm talking about the emotional, natural response that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like when when something hits and, and it's like, <gasps> oh gosh. Yeah. And then there's, and then there is... What I, what I like to call, uh, well, like you said, worrying is a, is a choice. Well, the emotional response isn't. But to wake up the next day and go, okay, another day I get to be worried about this is a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. So I love that you separated the two by saying, you know, worrying is a choice. Because the reality is some people listening are going to go, it's not my choice. I, I, did, I lost my job. I'm going to lose my home. I'm scared mm-hmm. and I don't have a, it's not, I'm not choosing to be scared. I don't want to be scared. And, and the emotional response isn't the choice. I think if I'm understanding you right, you're saying it, regardless of the emotional response, our, our action response needs yes. to be, okay, God, help me to trust you exactly, and, and help me to have a peace in you. God, just convince me, <laughs> convince oh, exactly. me to trust you. It's like when I got laid off, I didn't wake up the next day suddenly at peace over. I mean, mind you, I took my daughter and her best friend away for the weekend to, right. s- to separate. And so I couldn't give myself the opportunity. To yeah, work. so you couldn't focus I, on I re- it. And, and that was purposeful. I was like, okay, yeah. I gave it to God. I'm going to go take off for a couple of days. I'm going to distract myself from this situation. I'll deal with it and when I come back. And when I came back, I had a choice. I could wake up every day. And be angry or be worried about what's going to happen or I can distrust. And what happened is I had a bit of a mourning period. It wasn't worry of what was to come. It was I got to mourn what was lost. I got to mourn what happened. But I didn't. I didn't worry about what the future was going to bring. I didn't worry right. about what was going to come next because I had to trust God in this situation. See, and I'll tell you, it's it's. <clears throat> It's sometimes easier to trust him when we have to mm-hmm. than when, uh, than all the time, right? Mm-hmm. When we're doing stuff in our own strength, often it doesn't take a whole lot of trust in God. It's mm-hmm. like, I know how to build out a website. I don't know, God, please help me know how to do it. He's already allowed me to learn the knowledge to mm-hmm. do it, right? But when I've got a, a deadline to meet and it doesn't seem like there's going to be enough time, mm-hmm. uh, he can give me the peace and the, fo- the ability to focus so I can get stuff done mm-hmm. so that I don't have to stress and worry exactly. about it. So I think that's that's a pretty cool thing. Um, so this says, Jesus used an everyday occasion to reveal his glory. Uh, first, I'm just going to say this, and this drives everybody nuts about me. This was a wedding. It wasn't an everyday occasion. Yes. Love you guys at The Chosen. This is way bigger than an everyday occasion. Uh, also, uh, he revealed his glory in a way that saved the reputation of an entire family. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, hey, people want to get a little boozy. And Jesus was like, well, let me get out the party. Like, <laughs> I, there was a purpose. It was yes. it was to restore these, yes. that, to make sure the family name wasn't damaged yes. and that this couple's relationship could start on a good foot. That being said, though, I get the point. They're trying to say, like, let's just bring it to everyday stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, not parting the Red Sea, not calming the waves and walking on water. Um, describe a common event Oh, and I think I answered the first question too. Like financial stuff is the only thing that really tends to cause me to go, oh, what do we do? Uh, And then I trust God for it. But um, it says, Jesus used an everyday occasion to reveal his glory. Describe a common event in your life through which he revealed his glory and increased your faith. I think you just talked about that. Yeah. 
with your job. And for those that haven't listened to previous episodes, I'm going to give you guys all of it in a nutshell. Uh, Dareth's old employer, a little, little over a year ago, uh, one day they said, hey, there's team call. Everybody's got to be on it in like a minute. Uh, her email didn't work. Like her, she couldn't log in the app for some reason. Wasn't sure if systems were crashing and wasn't sure what this call was going to be about. But she called me and said, hey, something weird's going on. Let's pray. And then we prayed. And then uh, she dialed into the conference call, which was nothing more than an automated message saying, hey, 200 and something people in this department, we've closed this department. You're all unemployed. You're going to receive your severance check, your remaining pay, and they'll be there to pick up your car in the next few days, your company car. Like it was boom, 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 all in a phone call that was very impersonal, very cold, and it was done. And your career was done with that company. And then she called me back, of course, distraught. And then we prayed again, mm-hmm. right? For God, we know you got this. Mm-hmm. But it was emotional. It, it was. was. So that was a good example, though, because your your faith in that situation mm-hmm. strengthened my faith. And I want to back something up because that wasn't an easy season to walk through. But one of the mm-hmm. things that is really ironic about that happening is I remember September 1st, because it happened at the end of September, I writing in my prayer journal asking God to show me clarity and direction about this position, about my job by the end of the month. Because I knew something wasn't quite right. I wasn't quite in that sweet spot. Nothing. So, of course, I went into it with the idea of either a promotion or a new job offer. Not ever thinking get laid off completely without a job. But God does things in his own way to show off his own glory. And so. that brings to fast forward. Mm-hmm. When COVID hit, mm-hmm. like, so was, you got laid off, you got a severance package, you got the remainder of your pay and bonuses that they owed you. Which my severance I took and started changing your conversation Yeah, I started with. your charity with. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward time when COVID hit, that company had to basically lay everyone off. And then they weren't in a financial situation mm-hmm. to be able to pay out and do all the things that were done for you. So what in the moment seemed worrisome, mm-hmm. we fast forward time and only basically about six months later, eight months later... We were like, oh, now looking back, what seemed like a horrible thing, like, thank you, God, for the severance pay and all that. But it seemed like, man, you know, this is scary. And six months before, like some people would look back and go, you know, I lost my job six months before a pandemic. What if I wouldn't have got a good one? What if, and they can what if themselves into seeking worry and fear. Exactly. But instead, like you were faithful through the process. And when we look back, And it's not to say other people weren't faithful people. But when we look back, we could see the reason God pulled the eject lever back then was because had you still been there, it's not like you would have left for any reason. Mm -hmm. Had you still been there when COVID hit, you wouldn't have gotten any of those things. Mm -hmm. And in that transition period, your new employer came about with a whole new opportunity to start up that's that's growing and doing great. Mm -hmm. And And allows me to still run my charity. Yeah, and had you stayed at the old place, like, none of that probably would have come together so um so long story short at the end of the day jesus i allow full control he he shows off every single day in my life and and i am grateful for that opportunity i give everything to him i don't live from a place of worry because i can't i just some people can some people can thrive and function and still faithfully follow them i cannot Mm-mm. Because if I'm worrying about it, I tend to try and take it back from them. Well, I don't think we can. I, I'm going to just push back a little on what you said and say I don't think we can uh, be faithfully following him while being fully consumed with worry. Okay, that is true. Because he says, look, it, like he gives that great example in Matthew chapter six, where he's like, look at the 
the, the flowers are more beautiful than the, <laughs> any of the dresses on Solomon's hookers. Uh, yet, it's Solomon himself. Oh, okay. Had never been dressed <laughs> Okay, you're right. Correct. Okay, not all the concubines. We were also dressed in splendor. <laughs> but the flowers are dressed more beautifully than Solomon could have ever dressed himself, yet most of them go unseen. Mm-hmm. And the birds are provided with food and shelter. And if, and if God does that for them, how much more would he do for the I, people he, he loves? He calls me daughter. He is going to take amazing care of Bingo. me. And I have to trust that. But again, yeah. but it goes back to I know who my identity is. He calls me daughter. Well, there's a, like, so we talk about, it says what's an everyday occasion uh, that he uses to reveal his glory. You know, that's kind of like, as we're sitting at lunch today, I look outside and here's this murder of crows uh, in the snow. Mm-hmm. And, and and I said, yeah, I was like, you know, I take for granted how grateful I am that God allowed me to be a person, mm-hmm. not a not a bird, right? Like, like when we, just every day, it's like, what well, you know, I get to be the, in the species that is supposed to be the most intelligent life force on earth. Now we don't always behave that way, but right. but we but we but we're pe- like we're people, right? So an everyday occurrence that reminds me of how amazing God is is like, man, look at us and our bodies and how amazingly they function, and look at all the technology and the amazing things people have created to help when our bodies are breaking down, mm-hmm. like all the hospital visits that I had that worried you. So here the and and the other everyday the common event that you went through the everyday event that a lot of people have gone through with COVID you know mm-hmm. losing a job and the fear and the concerns that helped strengthen uh, and increase my faith uh, and and seeing His glory through how that how you handled it and how God handled you. Uh, so the last question, and by the way, if you're if you like this, do us a favor, um, click subscribe, whatever platform you're listening on or watching on, click subscribe, click follow, uh, and make sure you tune in. Um, we've got 20 more episodes of this, uh, and then we are also shifting gears. So we'll also be doing just a heads up for um, those of you out there. We're going to be doing a couple small group that will be online live uh, that people will be able to participate. No, your cameras won't be on. You won't be part of it that way. But we'll be um, walking through this devotional that we put together for couples live and you'll be able to comment and things like that and ask questions during it and wrestle with it with us and we think it's going to be a real cool opportunity so make sure you subscribe and follow so you know when that comes out last but not least do you ask for we already talked about this a little um and i already answered it but do you ask for jesus help with the seemingly small stuff why or why not if we're if we're being honest, say first of all, is there a question on if I do or not? Well, <laughs> and, no, but and, and so here, but small, small stuff, stuff like I will go and pray if I have fifteen minutes to get ready. I will go and pray over the fact that it my doing my hair, my makeup go flawless and effortless, and I can get out the door in time. I pray over everything. Yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just be honest and say you're better at that than me. Like I I I don't. Uh, I, th- I thank God a lot throughout the day, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't ask always God, like, God, please help me brush my teeth right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm going to say seemingly small stuff. I don't, I don't think it means necessarily that. Like, God, please help me crack the egg yolks right. Um, and you can. There's a, the perfect parking spot that no one's going to ding the truck, and we're able to get in and out of the grocery store easily. You do do that. I, there is... There should be nothing off limits. Nothing, Agreed. Nothing that we just would say that's too small for God to worry about. So if you're thinking about it, if you're concerned about it in anything, whatever it is, 
stop and ask him for the insight. Ask for his presence. Invite him into that moment with you and ask for his favor because he would rather than have that than us be like, I've got this and I'm stressed out. I would agree with you. I... I don't, I don't pray over getting my ice water and turning the TV <laughs> on right. Uh, but, but listen, I'm not faulting anyone who does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are, there are, um, we have, uh, you know, the gift of intellect uh, and the gift of motor skills and mm-hmm. certain things where, I, and, and I don't think like it's, it's anything's too little for God. I don't think like, oh, there's not enough God to go around. So I don't want to <laughs> take him away from the cancer kid because I'm asking him, you know, God, please help me put on my Apple watch. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't think that way, but I think that, um, there's a reason God equips us as human beings. Oh, absolutely. So, so to me though, when I read, like, do you pray in the small stuff? What mm-hmm. I mean is what, what I take from that is. Do I pray and talk to God even when it's not like what I like to call the hangover prayer, right? Because uh, or the or the car accident prayer. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, even people that go, "I don't believe in God," uh, man, they have no problem when their arms are wrapped around the toilet, throwing up, going, "Oh God, why did I do this?" Right? Speaking from experience <laughs> in the past, you know, it, it, we're we're quick to 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 take a risk that God might exist when we need something huge. Mm-hmm. And then when he doesn't deliver what we vending machined out, uh, then we go, oh, there's another God. Cause I asked for him when my, when I, I asked God to intervene when my, uh, you know, my grandmother was sick with cancer and he didn't heal her. So he must not be real. And, and it's like, well, a, uh, just cause he didn't, you know, do what I want when I put a dollar in the machine, doesn't make him not real. And B, uh, have I been going faithfully to him before asking for the big ask? And listen, I don't think you have to like, well, there's got to be 42 little asks before you've deserved a big ask and you got to perform. I'm not, this isn't like uh, religion to yes. me. But I, I, but I believe that, you know, God has already done the saving work for us mm-hmm. and our life should be in response to that. Mm-hmm. I believe some folks do not yet know him and should. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when it comes to prayer, I, when I read, do you go to him in the small stuff? It's when something goes my way, do I stop and thank him? When uh, when I'm driving, do I, do I take moments to recognize how grateful we are that we have a nice vehicle? And a nice home. Mm-hmm. Like, do I do I give God praise that for that? That we miss the trains. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, like, like we got caught by every red light and I just couldn't help but laugh on the way to lunch. I was like, man, God really wants to work on patience with me today. Mm-hmm. Because I am like, I want to hurry up and get there. And like, nope, red light. Nope, red light. And I could have been like, oh my God. Like, seriously, why are you doing this? Like, why don't you just let us have a green light? We love you. Be nice. Uh, <laughs> like, but, but I mean, there's people like that. They're yes. like, you know, I, I've literally heard somebody give a sermon and be like, oh, and I was on my way and I prayed and God let me get every green light. And and that's, and that's the power of being a follower of God. And I'm like. But they're not wrong. They're not wrong. But also, or the t- like you realize they are on a time cycle and you happen to roll through on the time cycle. Like it's a blessing. It's great. Like praise God, you rolled through at the right time. But so. I, to me, going on the little things means celebrating and, and not taking for granted everything in life. The fact mm-hmm. that we, we've got clean drinking water. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that we have a warm home, right? Mm-hmm. And also, um, some people only think prayer is like, 
life-saving healing, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you got a drug addicted friend, but like powerful prayers also, uh, Hey God, uh, I'm hoping that the COVID results come back negative. Mm -hmm. Hey God. Um, I really, I really just need some, some wisdom with how to have a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. So I would say I'm faithful on that level, but I don't like, I don't pray that, Hey God, you know, help my outfit look good today. You know what I mean, and I don't, and I, and, and I'm not demeaning that. I'm just saying I, I don't pray over that, and it's not because I think it's too small for God. It's because I think it doesn't matter. Like it, like how, how, like the outfit I'm gonna put on that is always a black shirt and jeans, because uh, that's my brand. Uh, I feel like if I want it to look better, I need to uh, take better care of the temple that God gave me and do some more exercise. And pray if I like, I know, like God, please help my clothes look better. Hey Matt, do some more sit ups. <laughs> I feel like boom, prayer answered, Bubba. There you go. So I don't I don't pray over stuff like I don't pray over stuff that I feel like God has already told me. You've yes. got you've got what you need to get this done. Mm-hmm. So stop trying to pray because you think you're, you know, like, oh, I'm extra. I gotta go extra God ask. That's how that's how it feels to me. Whereas I personally. will go and say what should I wear today and ask for guidance and wisdom in that area? Because maybe he has something planned for me and he wants hey. to be the worst. Or if I'm settling in on a Friday night, hey, what should I watch tonight? And I'll ask him. Mm. I'll ask him. Because why not? Right on. <laughs> Listen, I'm not, I'm not knocking, the, I'm not knocking for, it off. And we've had this talk before, but for the longest time, it was God and I. Yeah. It wasn't other people. I didn't know others. I had moved up here. I didn't know many people. I worked as my daughters and I. But it, so I really came to learn to trust and lean on God in every moment because he was the only person, only one I, I had. Now that makes sense and, to me. And so, yeah, so my faith and my obedience seems a bit radical at times and just over the top, all encompassing. But that's because of the relationship he and I have made over the last eight years. No, I get it. I think it's, I think it's cool. Uh, I, yeah. Like, and I think that's something that's so awesome too, as like people hear this, like the whole purpose of us when we started this podcast was like, man, we come at things from very different yes. perspectives sometimes. And I think it's cool for people to, to see too, like, uh, just because somebody doesn't do it the way you do it mm-hmm. uh, as a Christ follower doesn't make them heretical. Uh, you know, there are issues that are salvific that are worth like going, hey, you know, I'm concerned. But 99% of the, you know, the time we, we see people who are trying to follow God and, you know, person A gets brought up in church A, person B gets brought up in church B, and they have a different doctrinal belief. I'm like, hey, I pray about every single thing. And it's like, hey, I, I pray when I know it's something I can't, you know, God hasn't already equipped me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of times people will call those those differences so big that one person's doing it wrong. Yeah. And uh, I think it's cool. And that's what I love about us doing this is people don't get to see, you know, for the first two hours of every morning, we're in our Bible and we're doing our devotionals and we wrestle with stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes to the point of like craziness. <laughs> And, uh, and, 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 and prayer throughout the day and mm-hmm. reading uh, a chapter of the Bible every night before bed, like those wrestling matches happen at home. And, and I think a lot of, there are people out there doing the same thing and they think they're weird or people out there that are going, man, you know, I, I, I just, I, I don't look at myself as somebody who gets it. And it's like, the cool thing is you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And and even if you don't get it, it's safe to ask questions. And if you're in a church where it's not safe to ask questions, then I would encourage you to pray and make sure you're in the right church. Um, that's the beautiful thing is Jesus came 
and died and resurrected so we can have a relationship with God. Yeah. So we could know him as our father. We could go to him as father. We could go to him as creator, as our Lord, and just have that relationship with him. And you can't. And it's like as parents, the relationships with each of our children are different. His relationship with us is different. Yeah. People try and put them in a box on like how God must behave because, because this verse in scripture was written, God must behave this way toward everyone. It's like, if we learn anything from Jesus is that he encountered everybody where they were. Mm-hmm. So, so why about, wouldn't God? Well, yeah. So every story in the Bible, while we can learn a lesson from every story, every story wasn't written specifically for our life situation. Mm-hmm. So, cause I'll see people do that. You know, I, 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 this reminds me of a brief little story I'll share, but uh, I remember when I was a youth leader and, um, and, and learning in, in, learning in the word and learning to 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 lead within the church because i was learned Mm -hmm. to do it in business but i was learning within the church and uh i was a sales trainer sales training director and automotive group that happened to be a bmw store too and uh i bought an old used jag before Uh, i had this jag that i just sold and had a Ford Expedition too because of the kiddos, but I was like, I needed an everyday car for driving to all of our stores. And we had a certified BMW 3 Series. It wasn't a ton of money. A cute car. And I was like, sweet, I want this BMW, right? And my uh, former friend who was the pastor was like, when he saw it, because I'd driven it home for the weekend, and he was like, dude, he's like, but do you need it? And I'm like, dude, it's a, it's a steal. It's like... The price of a Volkswagen Passat. Okay. Like, it, I'm like, that's not a question. Do I need it? It's, I can afford it and I want it, right? But here's the deal. So, you know, through conversation and stuff, and he's like, yeah, but, uh, but it, you know, if it breaks more expensive and if it's this and the insurance this. And and I felt this this guilt mm-hmm. for, if I was like, oh, man, I can't, I can't buy this car as a whatever, right? And so I bought this Volkswagen Passat instead. Okay. Um, that was uh, like same year. It was like 1500 bucks cheaper. It wasn't even a lot cheaper. Uh, that ended up having issues and problems that cost me more than what I had for the BMW. And, and here's, here's why I say this. Because I think that sometimes we can, we can get in. Uh, a, I didn't pray and ask God. And, I, and so that goes back to our devotional. I didn't pray and say, God, will people look at me like I'm materialistic if I buy this BMW? I went, oh, this person who I'm learning from, well, they know more than me. So so in my mind, it was a submitting to authority kind of thing uh, to an extent. But in hindsight, what it was was how some people try and like want to look like status up because they're holier than thou by, you know, quoting scripture or whatever. In my lack of going to God in prayer, that decision wasn't made to be humble. It was made to look humble. And in my heart, I really wanted that BMW. As you could tell, I'm still salty. (laughs) Since then, I've owned four BMWs, three of which were seven series, and I love the cars, and they're great. But but I, I bring all that up because I think as we wrestle through Scripture, and as people listening wrestle through Scripture, if we don't go to God in prayer we miss out on an opportunity for him to guide us. And if we listen to God and follow God, we're, I believe the moments that he guides us and we listen, we don't look back on those as moments of resent or, oh, I wish I would have. 
um, we look back and go, wow, maybe I couldn't see what you were doing, but thank you, God. Mm -hmm. And so I I, I bring that as, as we get ready to wrap this up. I bring that up because I didn't go to God in prayer. I did the thing that looked churchy and more humble, right, by buying the the $1,500 cheaper car, which didn't do a doggone thing to save my budget because later I had to pay to fix some stuff that wasn't under warranty. Um, and had I gone to God in prayer, um, he might have, A, said, like, I, I, he might have said, I might not have heard anything. Mm-hmm. Or God might have said, you're, you're okay either way. Or he might have solidified, you know, that was that was solid advice from from your friend and pastor. Like, you should listen to it. But I'll never know because I never asked. Mm-hmm. And and so I want to encourage people. That to me is the small stuff that to me. Like is is like, okay, which car is better to buy? They're both about the same money. They're both, you know, German cars. They're both are reliable in, in, in most sense. Uh and many people will go, I'm not gonna pray over buying a car. Come on, man. I, I'm I'm in the car business for a year, and I was in the car business for like a decade. So so sometimes even the stuff we think we know, it's like, you know what? Like you said, why not? Why would I? Yeah. Why would I not involve God in this? He doesn't want us to just look back and see where He was. He wants us to look and see where He is, yeah. and He is where we allow Him to be. Well, He's going to be there anyway. It's just a matter of if we're going to be able to to see Him in the situation, mm-hmm. right? Like He's always there, but we're only going to be able to engage if we allow ourselves mm-hmm. to see. Exactly. And if we don't, if we don't pray. And so don't might miss it. why worry, just give it to him and then move on. But Come on. Give it to him, move on, but still listen, still communicate with him, still bring things to him. And even if you are worrying over something that you gave to him two weeks ago, it's okay to say, God, you know what? The worry's mm. coming back. Come on. Let's have a talk. Can you help me? Just... You are in control of the situation and give it to him again and again and again and as much as you need to until that worry is gone and it never comes back again. And invite other people into these moments with you. Other believers, other folks. When And and I'm going to say other people who follow Jesus, okay? Um, Because we can get comfort from all of our friends who will be there and love us even if they don't know Jesus. But you can't get godly advice from someone who doesn't Mm -hmm. follow God. Doesn't mean you can't get good worldly advice, mm-hmm. but if if you're in a situation that's caused enough worry in your soul that that you're praying about it, man, God, the, the scriptures say where two or more are gathered, I'll be there with you. Mm-hmm. So, hey, man, uh, you know, invite other people to be praying with you. If we could pray with you, for, and for for anything for you in any way, whether it's uh, something we could celebrate with you, or if it's something that you need prayer for, or something that you're struggling with, going through, how you're feeling, uh, feel free to drop an email to us at he said we said contact at gmail.com. Um, it stays anonymous. We don't share it with people. Um, that being said, if you want us to share it, uh, first name only. Uh, if you want us to share on the show, hey. Uh, someone needs prayer for this. Um, please tell us that, and we will ask others to be praying for you as well. But yes. we want to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't liked and subscribed and followed, please do it. Uh, join us again next Sunday when we do the next episode, which, by the way, is trust. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a good one. And happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Bye, everybody.